Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Nurse Mark and the Green Nurse Daily Dose of AFA. Where we bring you hope and inspiration for growth and healing so you can start your day off the AFA way. And in case you have forgotten what that is, we are here to remind you, Mark. Remind you? I wrote a book about it. You're I know. absolutely fucking amazing, exactly as you are. We take on all of this bullshit from life and people and all these stories from when you're a little kid and all of it is not true. You're no. absolutely amazing exactly as you are, Sherry. I know. Let's just plug the book really quickly. You wrote yeah. a book. Just like, so I wrote a book. It, yeah. uh, it published last year. It's an Amazon number one bestseller and it's called Absolutely Fucking Amazing Living a Life You Love. It's yes. a really easy book to read. It's very quick, but it has a lot of little tidbits and insights that I've gathered over the course of my lifetime and all of the different things that I've experienced in the world of self-help. I guess that's what you'd call it. Yeah. yeah. Really covering what the real deal is about being a human being, right? Yes. Real deal that's is what I love. You're beautiful. You're amazing exactly you. as you are. Thank you. Absolutely. Yes. And we got to celebrate what it means to be human yes. right? and, and, and live in the space of both human spirit, bring them together and mm. just, just start to really understand that there's no one more important than you. No one's going to love you more than you. Oh, you yeah. have the ability to do that. We're here to show you that. Mark Wait, and I can do it. The daily love. You're absolutely spot on today, Sherry. All right. We got this. Yes. All right. So today's, oh, so today's daily love. Oh, it's a, it's about a topic that I just absolutely am ecstatic about that really makes people crazy because it's about forgiveness. Oh, you start talking about forgiveness and people say, I'll never forgive that person. I mean, how many people do you know in your circle who have who mostly family members will like will never will never talk to them again. Like something happens. I, I get and that. And then they don't talk to their brother or their sister or their father or their mother or whoever the family member is for the rest of their lives. 30, 40 years of life goes by, but because of one thing that happened, or maybe an accumulation of things, which none of it was real anyway. Uh, it was all interpretation, but that relationship is done. Now, here's the thing about forgiveness, Sherry. And this is my favorite saying. Resentment is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. There you go. Whoa, that's really powerful. Right? So drinking poison. Drinking poison. Which resentment, is pretty much resentment is like drinking Resentment, poison. okay. Right. So resentment is resentment. Like in yourself and expecting the other person to die. Okay, so here you go. We're going to drink forgiveness. <laughs> We're drink forgiveness. So here's my message of the day. The number one person you need to forgive is you. Oh. Okay, can I, I'm going to just step in because this is really powerful. Oh. So when people are having a hard time with forgiveness, mm -hmm. here's a thought to consider. Mm -hmm. Forgive the fact that you're having a hard time forgiving. Right? That's just until I'm in nature. You're, yeah, yeah, you're right. Right. So if you're having a hard time right here, right now with forgiveness, mm -hmm. just forgive yeah. the fact that you're having a hard time with it. It is right. okay to be human. 
you know, as some of the nurses say, when we're beating ourselves up, mm. you know, I've had a couple nurses say, be nice to my friend, Sherry, be yeah. nice to my friend, the Sherry. So it's ourselves, like, right? We hold yeah. ourselves to this huge standard that's completely arbitrary and made up. Yeah, I it's like not it. Real. There are no standards. There are no, there's nothing you need to live up to. Yep. Exactly. You know, so for, <laughs> for whatever it is, whatever, I mean, you know, you make a mistake, you feel like you make a mistake, you said something wrong, blah, 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 blah. It's endless. Just forgive yourself. Just forgive it all. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. I like that. <laughs> Forgiveness is the word of the day. And yes. that's going to lead us into our health tool of the day, which we are doing today right after the show. Breath work. Breathing oh, I'm so in excited. spirit. It's going to be so good. So oh, just God. to review, we've got Jacques Theron <sighs> from Brazil. And Mark, he you've done classes with him before. He's really, really powerful. And it's basically teaching us how to breathe in spirit, the healing, bringing it all the way into every ever aspect. So it's conscious breathing. And when you're consciously breathing, you're truly resetting your central nervous system. And what's yes, exactly. And so what I love about his programming, Sherry, is that a, a, the, the vast majority of it in the beginning is all education around why breath work is so important, how it works in the body. What is it like metaphorically that you're doing when you breathe in, you breathe out, you said breathe in spirit, right? And then breathe out everything that's no longer relative or valid for you, right? Yes. So it's the, the education around that is amazing. Not, and, not just the practices, like you tie those two together and it's so meaningful. It is. And as nurses, Mark, we, we, we learn about the ABCs. It's the first thing we learn about with basic life support. Airway. Airway, breathing, breathing circulation. circulation. If those right? three are good, we got something to work with. <laughs> we got something to work with. So here's the real thing. Any of those three areas? I know it's true because you have to have an open airway. So just think of airway, Ananda, bliss, yes. bringing in that spirit, right? Mm -hmm. Breath, taking the inhale and exhale, breathing, breathing right. in the bliss, breathing in the Ananda. Right. <laughs> and then circulation, circulating yes. spirit through your entire body. Mm -hmm. ABC today, the breath work, exciting. So so listen, any folks, registration still open. You can still join us. Like we're recording the sessions. You can catch up. We've only done one. You can participate in the next five or the next four. You can do two at home if you decide to register over the weekend. But get in on this because it is just, it is amazing. It is. Yep. So Mark, it's www.thegreennurse.com forward slash breathwork. Yes. Yes, it is. All right. So here we are. Next segment. We've got the cannabis oh, yeah. words of the day brought to you by green nurse, Carrie Lee Lore of mm -hmm. Iowa. So her choice of the words today is actually going to lead into a couple of our throwback topics. We've so her word of the day, we do. So she put, she made this really beautiful graphic and it's locks and mm -hmm. keys. So if you think of lock and keys of the endocannabinoid system, so I'm just going to review this really quickly and we'll get into it a little bit more in detail. Okay. So nerve cells communicate with each other by sending signaling molecules that act like keys for the different receptors that are on the nerve cells that act like locks. So if you think about that whole umbrella concept, 
all of the spokes of our umbrella are our organ systems and the fabric pieces that connect are the neurotransmitter signaling systems that send these signaling molecules to tell our body to either do something or not doing something. So when the key fits into the lock, it opens up the door within the cell and sets mm. off an intended action. When it's time to unlock that door, enzymes come into play and break it down and they remove the key, allowing the nerve cell to work its magic and start the process all over again. Yeah. Pretty cool, right? Mm. Lock and keys. Lock and keys. Yes. And so Thanks, then we're going to get. Lee. Yeah, Carrie Lee, it's a great hug and a nug of information for us. And it will lead into, because we're going to talk about the history of the endocannabinoid system over the next few weeks. We're going to get into that in just a second. But we are talking about health awareness and glaucoma. So we started our glaucoma discussion yesterday. And now Mark is going to bring in some of the history um, oh about. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a sordid story, right, Sherry? So it's you know, we story. both know Alice O'Leary Randall, who's mm -hmm. a wonderful, wonderful woman who has been advocating in the cannabis space since the 1970s, and the, with good reason because her husband, Rob Bob Randall, was arrested in the 1970s for growing marijuana. So the police they they went on vacation and came back home and found that their apartment had been ransacked because. Bob had been growing um, had been growing cannabis at home because Bob suffered from glaucoma. He was in his late twenties and in college, he noticed he was having eye strain, and then um, it got significantly worse, and he was diagnosed with glaucoma. And the drops did not work for him because the go. drops work for everybody, right? Exactly. So any medication, we're all just uniquely different, and it didn't work for him. And so Bob was at home in Virginia in the apartment. And, you know, he smoked cannabis in uh, a little bit and he smoked and he noticed as he looked out, it was getting dark. He looked outside and he noticed that the street lights, there was no halo around them. Now with glaucoma, one of the signs of glaucoma, one of the symptoms is that when you look at lights, there's a halo around them. Oh, geez. I'm going to glaucoma. So he noticed yeah. that he smoked and, the, and they were gone. Like his vision was, was much, much better. So he woke up in the morning. He's like, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. He tried it again. And, and then that set him on the path. And so he started because there was no high quality cannabis available on the street. He started to grow his own. He was arrested. And then he started to uncover the fact that the government knew that cannabis was a medicine. They knew that it was medically viable. And, you know, how it ended up on Schedule 1, of course, is all political. How it ended up illegal was all political. It had nothing to do with science or whether it was a medicine or not, because we both know, and we all know, that it's been a medicine for thousands and thousands of years. Thousands. It was all politically motivated. And so, uh, so Bob was able to successfully defend himself with a medical necessity. He sued the government. He, was, he sued the government and said, I have a medical necessity for this particular plant. It works. And he was the first one who ever got the federal government to admit that he could use marijuana. And I just got to read this little, little passage Absolutely. here. Absolutely. Because this is really cool. I, uh, I love this. History is so important because oh these are the God. trailblazers, the trailblazers that have led the way. So we can do what we're doing today. What Truly. It, <laughs> I mean, no. it was crazy. Yeah. 
He, ref- he just flat out refused to go through through with what the government wanted. At first, the, the DEA ignored him. Like when he went to the government, he said, listen, I, I have a medical necessity. I'm, I want to use this. They ignored him, which is usually what a government agency will do. They'll just ignore yeah. you and you go away. And that's what they thought he would do is go away. Only he didn't. Good for Bob. Yeah. So the government said the only issue was whether Randall had, in fact, possessed marijuana. They just said he's a criminal and you're going to have to do it. So first, the government, through a mid-level bureaucrat at the National Institute of Drug Abuse, said it would give him all the marijuana he wanted if he would agree to be hospitalized when he used it. What? Then the government said that he could have marijuana if he would go to the hospital to smoke it. And he said, well, that reminds me of the churches in the Middle Ages that kept their Bibles chained to the wall for the use on premises only. It's like he said, no. Next, they said, well, we might give you marijuana to take home if you can purchase a 750-pound safe to protect it. What? (laughs) Jerry, this, this is beautiful. His reply was, well, hey, nobody's ever stolen my marijuana except the D.C. police. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god that's so oh my god right? that's... And finally they said they might let him take marijuana home if he would agree not to tell anyone about it Isn't Ooh, there great? you go hey okay. we'll admit we'll admit that you're right but we don't want anybody else to know oh that is a sham that it's is completely sham. So here's the thing sherry when when they when they put marijuana on a schedule one which is the most prohibitive schedule for drug scheduling which is what um the, the Nixon administration did political because Nixon hated the people who were using cannabis. So he did it as mm. a political statement. And when they scheduled it, see, Nixon had uh, started, um, had appointed a commission, Schaefer from Pennsylvania, yes. head of this commission, right? So the Schaefer report came out in 1972. Now, this is something that Nixon appointed this commission to look at marijuana and, and you know, what was going on. And in 1972, they came back and said it should be decriminalized. It's a medicine and you should do this. And you know what he said? You're wrong. I know I commissioned you and I know that you were supposed to come back with a negative outcome. You didn't. So I'm going to ignore what you said. So you see, I get fired up about history. You know what? And I love that because it's politics. The politics of truly repressing people and limiting people's freedom to choose what is best for them to manage their life. To manage their health, Bob Randall and his wife. Bob Randall was the start. Was the start. Bob Randall was the start. And Alice advocated since that began their their advocation, which Alice is still doing today. God bless her. We're going to have her on the show for sure. She's amazing. She's such a a sweet person and and so vested in cannabis. Uh, being medically available. And, and look, look what they started. Look where we are today. Exactly. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I probably would not be alive today. Right. If I'm going to be really, really, really honest, seriously, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. people that are out there, don't give up before the miracle happens. Mm. This has been an amazing throwback Thursday. I'm going to save the history of the endocannabinoid system for the next few weeks. I think oh. that that would be, yeah, I just think we there's, could, a, it's, there's so much there, Sherry. There's, there's so, so much there. there. And I and I want people to just sit with this hug and nug mm-hmm. of Throwback Thursday about how, you know, the Randalls and the O'Learys were able to truly come together as patients, as advocates, as yeah. activists to yeah. pave the way. Alice and, and her husband, Bob. 
And that's the part that I love too, is that glaucoma has been proven, the THC has been proven to decrease intraocular pressure. Right. However, as we know as clinicians, you know, we, he, that didn't, you know, the traditional medicine didn't work for him. So Did he needed work. to, so he needed to rely on cannabis only. And yeah. based on science, you have to think about this. The science mm -hmm. has shown that the cannabinoids for glaucoma only last in the system between two and four hours. So he did need to consume cannabis, a lot of it. Right. So, um, you know, so that's, we, we really need to respect the choices of people that are truly trying, trying to do what they need to do to take care of themselves. Yeah. One, um, one last tidbit, I just have to say, this is the kind of, this is the kind of government and, you know, I'm, I, I mean, government is government, right? It's, uh, it's, it's very impersonal and it's, uh, it, and it's, it's tough. The government told Bob that he had no constitutional right to cite. So the government basically said, we don't care if you go blind, Bob. You don't have yeah. a right to that. And I think that is absolutely one of the worst things I've ever heard. Yeah, it is. It's so We it's, still have people in government to believe that, so... So that is why we are here doing That's what we're, we're doing. Here. We're here to share compelling stories of healing. We're here to teach about the number one system in our body, truly, so people can start to learn about it, make educated, informed decisions mm -hmm. to live their best life. <laughs> right, right. So if you or someone you love is suffering from chronic illness, chronic debilitating disease, if you're interested in learning how to incorporate cannabis, into your wellness regimen. Mm -hmm. Or if you're interested and curious, kind of curious about having an adult use safe recreational experience, we're truly here to help you. Mm -hmm. We believe in the plant. We believe in your right to choose. Your, you want to, your to right. To what you want to use for medicine. Your yeah. right. And we'll hold your hand until you're ready to let go. So visit us at www.thegreennurse.com. Absolutely. Absolutely. And hey, Lisa. Hey, Jack. Thanks for stopping hey. by, guys. Oh, thank so, you. If you're in the healthcare space, join us. After that story, you have to join us. You, you have, have to, to join, join us. We need to change this. And government for the people, by the people means that we need to be busy, that we need to change this. And it doesn't happen overnight because making any change in government is like turning a cruise ship. It happens real <laughs> Low really slow. <laughs> yeah. So slow we need you in the community. We need you to be as educated as you can be on the endocannabinoid system, on cannabis, and really, really about, about how to work with people to utilize this medicine because it's not as simple as just walking into a rec dispensary and buying product and using it. It's not. It's no, not. It's, it's, it's not. An, this and is as science. An, this is medicine. Science. We need to be educated on how to use it. And we're really good. Mark and I and the green nurses, we're really, really good at teaching you how to incorporate education into your current practice, how to bring this education into whatever you're currently doing. Mm -hmm. And basically, what is that going to do? You're going to provide more value to your patients. Yes. For sure. And you're going to improve the quality of their lives and you're going to be empowering them. Convert another person into somebody who realizes that cannabis is a safe and effective medicine. The yeah. marijuana is a safe and effective medicine. Thanks, Denise. Share that story. Yeah, there's yeah. so much to it. So much. It's amazing. 
So Mark, what kind of a day are we going to have today? Oh, I got breath work <laughs> coming up in a half an hour. I'm going to have an AFA day today, Sherry. Me too. Me and too. You know, what's it all about? Oh, goodness, everyone, you know what it's all about. It is truly about living your best life. That's right. All right, folks, we'll see you tomorrow morning.